Welcome to your daily dose of fact. Well, our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our, our communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on CBS News. Some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. And that is what they did. They buried the Hunter Biden story before the election because they were like, we can't risk having the election thrown to Trump. We'll tell them after the election. Well, and, and we know for a fact that that's what they did? Of course. You know, but I'm saying you, you gotta... know for a fact that that's what they did. I don't know what they did. I know, because you only watch MSNBC. No, that... The time has come. I've had enough. I'm taking back my land. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth, excellence, and optimism for America. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to be with you. Hour two. Hello, all you podcast listeners. Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Take us with you. It's such a nice way to to get educated, to get the facts, and, and to fact check us, too, so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Wendy Bell Radio podcast, one million downloads and counting. This is very interesting. Something I hear from my sons, this generation of younger people, is there's a desire to be balanced. I don't know where they got this. It's, it's actually a smart philosophy. I don't want to work like a slave all my life, only to find out at the time I can retire that I'm too old or too sick to enjoy the money I've squirreled away, and then I die. Like, what a miserable predicament. And, and yet this is how so many people going through college, coming out and trying to find a job. This is how they view the world. I want a job that I am interested in, but I don't want to work like a slave. I want to have time off. I want to be able to do things that I want to do. And I don't want to bankrupt my today for the false promises of tomorrow, if it's possible that tomorrow I'm not going to be able to enjoy all that I've done. Why can't we just be honest about this? Because honestly, we, the people of the United States, are our own union. We are a union. And we are negotiating with fat cats who believe that they're in charge even though they really aren't, we are who continue to get rich, who continue to, to make decisions that screw us and then lie to our faces that that's what's going on. It's a dangerous game, I got to say. So in addition to this whole Hunter Biden indictment nonsense, it's, it's really such not news right? 
The only reason Hunter Biden got indicted is because people were ticked off and it wasn't MAGA Republicans who were. It was everyday average men and women out there and a lot, by the way, in the black community who were like, what? The son of the president who's an addict can get away on a firearms charge and just barely even get a slap on the wrist when I know people personally who are still incarcerated because of this. And it started to ripple out into the community. And so all of a sudden they were like, well, we probably got to do something here. We'll, we'll give you a charge of, of this and that, and that'll be good. I believe it's going to be the playbook that Joe Biden bows out with pardoning his son so his son doesn't go to prison, even though he ought to. And so should Joe. And then bowing out and saying, I just I have to I have to take one for the team here. I love my son too much. Oh, Joe. Well, so this is very interesting. I want to play an audio soundbite from from Jake Tapper. Jamie Raskins is on is is in the hot seat with Jake Tapper. And and in a in a stroke of genius, Jamie Raskins has decided that he no longer has to wear the the head covering, the kerchief, the do-rag because his hair has grown back post cancer. So anything we can do to create the illusion of illness, of fragility, of you ought to oh, you should feel sorry for me. He's finally moved along, has a full head of hair. But he still tells the truth no more than he used to. And Jake Tapper has a very basic question for him. Yes or no? Is Kamala Harris the best running mate for Joe Biden? I think we've already skipped past this. Joe's not going to run. Whatever happens, happens. This is the question. Can you answer the question? Because earlier yesterday, Anderson Cooper was asking Nancy Pelosi the same question. Is she the best running mate? Is she the best strategy? Is she the candidate you guys are going to get behind with a steadily declining Joe Biden and everybody knows dude's got dementia, right? So in audio soundbite number one, yes or no, why can't you just answer the question? Go. It's not a, no one's making about personalities. I mean, like, it's just a simple question. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? You've said she's excellent. That's farther than Speaker Pelosi went. But do you think she's the best? I'm not trying to throw anything into turmoil. I, I actually think it's a pretty simple question. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? Yes or no? I mean, I don't know what else I can say other than she you can would say be yes. an excellent running mate and an excellent vice president. Um, I don't know whether President Biden has named his uh, running mate. We're going to a convention uh, next summer. It's uh, a, you know, a year away from now. Um, and we're going to go through that process. So, I mean, the, uh, you say, I don't know why you can say the answer is you could say yes. You could say yes. I think Kamala Harris is the best vice president and the best running mate for President Biden. That, that, that's the, the answer you could be giving right now. Yes, she is. So I've not seen any public opinion polling. Um, you know, I, you might be a stronger vice presidential uh, running mate than her or me or anybody else. I don't know who else, if you're talking about the polling, but I will tell you as a matter of substance and public policy, she'd be an excellent choice. Wow. And she and the president have done an excellent job. What? 
First of all, this blows my mind on many levels. One, Jake Tapper having a moment of of random act of journalism, right? This is crazy. Yes or no? Is she the best candidate? Of course not. I mean, she polls worse than he does. Her job is is singularly zero. She does zero. She affects no one. She just ticks everybody off because she's highly inappropriate. She talks like an idiot. And one must truly wonder if she is just a moron. And I'm going to go with yes. Jamie Raskin cannot say. He says Jake Tapper might be a better candidate. He himself could be a we're going to convention. And at the convention, we'll figure it all out. Look, it's yes or no, man. And you know that he can't say no. I think he can, but he won't. And that leads us to this. Now, this is not just the only time yesterday that CNN had a glimpse uh, of integrity. They brought on Nancy Mace, Republican, Congresswoman Nancy Mace. And they're going to ask her about, you know, this whole impeachment inquiry. It was not combative. It was explanatory. Nancy Mace is going to say, look, whatever we figure out, let's present it to the American people and let the people decide. But we need to be able to get past this barrier. There is a locked door that we cannot get through because of executive privilege, etc., so that we don't have access to all of the financial records we need to figure out if Joe Biden is, in fact, getting rich off of Hunter's crap, right? This is a very tame, logical explanation of what's going on. And Brock and I looked at each other and we're like, what happened to CNN? Go. There's a difference between an impeachment vote and an inquiry. The inquiry mm-hmm. would give us another tool in the toolbox specifically to look at Joe Biden's bank records. Everyone's screaming about the evidence. Where's the evidence? The bank records hold all of the evidence. And if the American people, Caitlin, if you could see the suspicious activity reports that I have seen on the Biden family, you would too would probably support an impeachment inquiry just as a tool to get more information on on specifically the bank information, bank records of Joe Biden and his family members. That's an important tool in our toolbox. Why does there need to be an impeachment inquiry if there's already several My, ongoing investigations? Yeah, great question. My understanding is it will give us access to Joe Biden's bank records. And if we can connect the dots and show the American people where the bribery allegations stand, where the money laundering stands, showing through vis-a-vis the bank records, that is a way to do that. If you could see what I have seen, then we can't share the SARS reports because they're confidential and that would be against the law. So we have to prove it via other means, via the bank records, for example. If that gets us Joe Biden's bank records, then I'm going to support it because everyone should know what actually happened, what kind of businesses were involved, how Joe Biden was involved, the kind of money that was involved in these schemes is astounding. You would be shocked. You would be shocked. Now, Caitlin, are you listening to what she's saying? Is this the I'm not dumb enough to think the answer is yes, by the way, but I'm going to I'm going to posit this. Do you think there are some Democrats out there who are waking up and realizing that they've been carrying the water for a guy? Who's guilty? Do, do you think that there is within the realm in the continuum of sanity? Is it possible that some people might might even remotely say, all right, we should probably look into that. Because up until now, it's been no. It's been a 100% full court press no. 
And honest people don't make you go through impeachment inquiry proceedings. Honest people don't require subpoenas, right? Honest people don't involve Freedom of Information Act requests. Honest people don't have anything to hide. And the slightest whisper of impropriety has them saying, what do you want to know? Let's look. Coming up, I've got this this bite. ABC News taking a, a page out of CNN's book. What? Honesty? Honesty in reporting? And this about the Fulton County case against the, the president? Donald Trump? Oh, my. Wait for what's going on next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So another strange random act of journalism. ABC News producer John Santucci yesterday on on basically Fannie Willis's case against Donald Trump and his 18 co-conspirators. What did they do? They tried to overturn the results of the election in Fulton County. No, they didn't. And everybody knows they didn't. One of the charges against Donald Trump is that he encouraged his people who follow him on Truth Social to to follow the case, to follow what's going on on Newsmax, OAN, and like Right Side Broadcasting. And they tried to slap him with a charge on that. I mean, come on. It's so bad. It's Jussie Smollett walking to the door when the cops showed up wearing the noose still. (laughs) Like, this isn't, this is not adding up and we're not stupid. We see what's going on. So yesterday, the judge in the case agreed to severed two of the of the cases uh, against you know Trump and 18 others mushed together and it's all for timing it's all for timing and optics and the judge in the in the case agreed to let two of the defendants be tried separately which throws what Fannie Willis is trying to do which sucks completely up in the air and it's a major jab to her shocking to me that in ABC News anybody would come out and say you know what They're just trying to throw the noodles on the cabinet to see if they stick. And Fannie Willis is going down. Fantastic audio soundbite. ABC News producer John Santucci. Go. In the Georgia election interference case against former President Trump and 18 others, the judge has severed the cases of two of those defendants who will now be tried separately from the former president and the rest of the group. Prosecutors say they'll also hand over the names of 30 unindicted co-conspirators to defense counsel for all 19 co-defendants. I want to bring in ABC News editorial producer John Santucci and ABC News legal contributor Brian Buckmeyer for more. John, as you were watching, you were saying this is not a good day for the Fulton County DA. Bad. I mean, Fannie Willis wasn't there, but you got to imagine, Diane, she's throwing things against the wall based on this hearing. So let's start where you just began. So first, the team for the federal the prosecutors down there had been arguing, keep everybody together, keep all 19, because really what we learned today, we're going to have a show this fall, and then we're gonna have a repeat performance next spring, which makes it incredibly difficult for prosecutors. A great win for Donald Trump and others that did not want to be part of this speedy trial case. I can tell you sitting here with you, just texting with some of the attorneys involved in the other defendants, celebrating. Yay, victory. This is everything they wanted was to take more time and slow this down. Yeah, why do you have the gas? Why do you have to hit the gas? Of course you have to hit the gas because you got a presidential election coming up and you need to do everything you can to muddy the waters to create the illusion to the holdouts out there that Donald Trump did something wrong and is too dangerous to reelect, right? 
I have to go back to Jake Tapper, though. I have to go back to Jake Jake Tapper and and uh, Jamie Raskin. Is Kamala Harris the best choice? We still haven't gotten an answer. Listen, oh boy. I want to play this clip from Anderson Cooper's show last night, where he interviewed former Speaker Pelosi. Take a listen. Is, is Vice President Kamala Harris the best running mate for this president? He thinks so, and that's what matters. But do you think she is the the best running mate, though? She's the vice president of the United States. So people say to me, well, why isn't she doing this or that? I said, because she's the vice president. That's the job description. You don't do that much. Not exactly a ringing endorsement. Do you think Vice President Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? And what do you make of Speaker Pelosi's answer there? I mean, there didn't seem to be anything wrong uh, with that answer. Obviously, um, President Biden, Vice President Harris, Speaker Pelosi, for that matter, all of us have been laboring under just a deluge of propaganda, disinformation, and criticism by the MAGA right. Uh, this is a rule or ruin faction, which takes the position that if they're not going to be able to control the direction of government, they are going to throw grease in the gears to try to shut everything down. And what we're all dealing with right now is this impending September 30th deadline because the MAGA right wants to shut down the you, government. You are doing what Speaker Pelosi did, which is not answering the question. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? Is it well? Obviously, she she gave the right answer. That's President Biden's choice, and I think she's an excellent running mate uh, for President Biden. Um, you know, I don't know what more needs to be said about that. I, I don't know what more need. She sucks. Everybody knows she sucks. He sucks too. You guys are operating in this ridiculous fantasy land like Jussie Smollett who thinks we believe the two black guys wearing Make America Great Again hats beat him up at 2 a.m. on a frigid night as he was out getting a sandwich, put bleach on him, put a noose around his neck and said, this is MAGA country. <laughs> You know what? Schmobby could come up with a better narrative than this. They might want to call him. I got his number. Don't go anywhere. The Wendy Bell Radio program continues right after this. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program. So as we look at all of the things swirling around in this landscape of politics, you've got the walls closing in on Joe Biden. Now that they're going to actually get access to some of the stuff, the, the personal bank records for Joe and Jill Biden, right? Obviously, there's going to be other stuff that's going to drop. It's only going to get worse. The, the water has started to move. It does not stop. It will flood everything. And they know it. So there are different things that are going on. Hunter gets indicted, blah, blah, blah. It seems like the media have little glimpses of honesty happening. The big story, though, obviously, there, there just is no way, I don't think, to, to beat Donald Trump. I don't see the candidate who's going to beat him. I don't see anything in that capacity. Like I said, all these people who are running against him on the GOP side would best serve themselves by getting out of the race or using their time at the next debate to talk about why everybody should get behind Donald Trump. It is one way. That is the way. And anybody who tells you otherwise, you're welcome to have your opinion. But this is his this is his fight. This is his war. They attacked him for years. This is his time and it's working. 
Donald Trump tops Joe Biden in real clear politics poll of polls. This is a John Nolte uh, column today on Breitbart. And he's fantastic. I love John Nolte. You've got to hear this. Former President Donald Trump now leads his fraudulency, Joe Biden, in the real clear politics poll. And this is kind of significant because the real clear politics poll averages all of the recent polls together and then gives you what they say. So whether there's outliers that might might be more beneficial to one candidate or another, one would presume, at least at face value, that if you mush them all together, shake them up like the magic eight ball, and look at the results. That's pretty indicative of the of the averages. That is what the real clear politics poll that averages all of the most recent national polls tells us. Currently, Donald Trump enjoys a 44.8% show of support versus Joe Biden's 44.4. And you're thinking 0.4%. All right, big whoop. Why does this matter? Well, this matters because this is exactly what C- was it CNN or MSNBC? The guy at the wall was telling us, I think Harry Enton at CNN. And he was getting all animated. He's like, look, this is the first time that, that Donald Trump has ever polled higher than Joe Biden. This is it right now. Well, this is it right now in the poll of all of the polls. Notable for one important reason. Not once during the 2020 presidential election cycle did Donald Trump lead Joe Biden nationally, not one time, not for a single day. But in the 2024 election cycle, Trump has consistently led or been nipping at Biden's heels since early April. So far this year, Biden's biggest lead over Trump in this poll of polls has been only two points, which lasted a very short time. Trump has led Biden by as much as two and a half points. Moreover, during the 2020 election cycle, Biden never dipped below a four point lead over his GOP rival. In fact, there were times he actually trounced Trump by double digits. Then on Election Day, we were told Biden led Trump by a national average of seven point two points and allegedly beat him by four and a half. We can debate that whatever. Back in 2020, though, in the dozens and dozens of national polls done between February and Election Day, Trump led Biden exactly once and only by a single point. In this 2024 cycle, Trump has topped Biden in five of the last 12 national polls. This clear change of fortune removes one of the primary arguments against Trump running for re-election that he can't win. How many people out there that you talk to casually, even in your family, friends? Ah, we need to move on from Trump. He can't win. Ah, we need to move on. It's time to heal. It's too political. Ah, it's politics. Politics tends to get political, right? Trump can't win. Well, yes, he can He has topped Biden in five of the last 12 polls. Currently, the establishment GOP's great hope is Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is losing to Biden by a national average of 3.8 points. In the last 12 national polls, DeSantis has not topped Biden even once. The Florida governor's best showing was a single poll that showed him tied with Joe. This is... You know, there's there's just no question, I would say, 
that at least for now, he's in a much better position, Trump is, than DeSantis ever to beat Biden, period. And this is also equally important. Trump lost the popular vote to Hillary Clinton by 2.1 points in 2016 and still won. Think about this. While Trump allegedly lost to Joe Biden in 2020, the former president won 74.2 million votes in 2020, 7 million more than the previous record, Barack Obama's 65.9 in 2012. That is 13.6 million more than Mitt Romney's 60.9 million in 2012, 14 million more than John McCain's, right? Name a single Republican who could win 7 million more votes than America's first black president. You can't. Duh, right? All right, so I want to get to this. So I talked about at the very beginning this whole Jussie Smollett playbook where you have to have a story, you have to have a claim, you have to have evidence of that claim, or in some cases, in in the case of the attorney general in Texas, Ken Paxton, no evidence, but you have to have some kind of evidence in that storyline. Of course, you need the media to help carry your water, and then when it all blows up in your face and it doesn't look like you're going to prove your case and you've got egg all over you, you play that death threats victim card. When the facts don't support your case, that is the strategy. Feelings, the emotion, the emotion is always what the left tries to play with. This is exactly what we heard yesterday on MSNBC. Nicole Wallace, the ultimate lunatic liberal woman, she is the embodiment of everything I dislike about triggered on the left, particularly with chicks. She drives me nutty, and it's just what it is. She's got Peter Strzok on, who's, who was sleeping with Lisa Page during the whole Trump impeachment thing. And, you know, working for the FBI and saying that they've got an insurance policy against Trump winning and, you know, all this ridiculous crap. Of course, CNN would hire him as a consultant. Of course they would. Listen to Peter Strzok, though. He's going to play that final card and say that the FBI is getting threats. The FBI that rolls up in the middle of the morning in pre-dawn raids with, with heavy machinery, SWAT vehicles, big guns, shields, goggles, the whole nine yards, dudes dressed in black, 30 of them to, to take a dad out of his house to freak out his seven children and his wife. And to basically drag him away for the optics. This is what happens when you cross the uniparty. We will come for you and we will drag you in. And we will do so publicly and you will be embarrassed and other people will think twice about doing what you did. How dare you? Peter Strzok is telling Nicole Wallace here that the FBI is actually very worried because MAGA extremists are threatening them. Really? Listen to Lunacy 101. Go. If we are too timid in the way we talk about this, I mean, these are threats to terrorize people who are public servants doing their jobs for a political purpose. Um, are we, we see something? Are we saying something? And are we saying the right thing? 
Uh, well, in my opinion, we're not doing enough. I mean, look, when push comes to shove, the absolutely the FBI and DOJ need to band together and protect their personnel to allow them to do their job. They're going to do it, but they need to be able to do that without fear for their lives. When the FBI was fighting Al Capone, there was not a unit dedicated to protecting FBI personnel. When the FBI was fighting organized crime families in New York and all around the U.S., there was not a unit dedicated to protecting FBI personnel. Oh, so now MAGA Republicans are like the mob. That is exactly how they look at you, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, a BS argument that people, MAGA Republicans, are going after Fannie Willis and the other folks in Fulton County regarding all things Hunter Biden, Donald Trump, whatever, and that their lives are in danger. We need protection. Does anybody out there believe that the FBI needs to be protected from people like me? Because I would be a MAGA Republican. Do you really think that people like you and like myself are phoning into the FBI, are sending letters and messages, I will hurt you? No! Show me the proof, Peter. Show me the proof. But it continues. It's so bad, he says. They're in such danger at the FBI. You know, as they go and do all of these nefarious things that they do. They're in so much danger. We need to sound the alarm. We're getting scared. Go. It's interesting when you say that. So there's no unit created to protect the agents that were prosecuting Al Capone. And and your comment, Pete, about um, the elected officials who are threatening these individuals in the same way that Republicans put out enough disinformation for the Russian troll farms to be rendered nearly irrelevant, although I'm sure they'll be busy in 2020. You've got Republicans doing all of the mob-like threatening and intimidation and endangering of prosecutors. What do you need the Proud Boys for? It's just, it's an extraordinary um, articulation of how far we have fallen. Does that, does that identify you? Does that describe you? Do you feel that rising up the way the United Auto Workers have risen up to stand for what they believe in? Fair pay, fair treatment, a reasonable amount of time off. Do you think that they're extreme? Do you think somebody who rises up against a completely corrupt federal bureaucracy People who rise up and say no should be equated to the mob, should be equated to people like hitmen, because this is how they look at you. Is that the most disgusting thing you've heard, at least in the last five minutes? And this is all because of an allegation that Peter Strzok says the FBI is under assault. You know what, guys? Your playbook failed. You should have paid attention to how it worked for Jussie. You should have paid attention to all of this crap because it's failed for you too. And now you've got to play a victim card that nobody is buying. This is the sort of stuff that drives me absolutely crazy. Only to be eclipsed by, I'm going to lead you, leave you in this break with one other audio soundbite. Corinne Jean-Pierre walking out of the press briefing yesterday as a reporter is asking her specifically about why Joe is so entangled in Hunter Biden's businesses. Listen to the radio silence and imagine her just walking away from this question, because that's what she does. 
And with that, folks. Can you explain why the president interacted with so many of his son's foreign business associates? More than half of voters told CNN they believe the president was involved and he lied. You can't have a response to that, Kareem. You don't have a response to that, Kareem. You've got nothing to say, Kareem, because you're the White House press secretary. It's your job. Honest people don't walk away, friends. Quick time out. When we come back, I'm going to get deeper into this story. Investigating threats against Fulton County DAs. Come on. And then story time with Joe. Oh, it's special. Next. Well, let's get right out to Atlanta news first. The FBI says it is investigating threats. made against Fulton County officials, including District Attorney Fannie Willis. Isn't this so wild that this happens right as the judge decides to sever the case of two of the defendants, two of the co-conspirators who are lumped into this giant trial with Donald Trump that Fannie Willis wants expedited so it hits specifically the right time to gum up his schedule, hit right before this specific date, hit right before Super Tuesday is another one. It's all planned. It's perfect. Purposeful, it's calculated, it's the playbook of suck, and you know how it works. Now it's not working. Things are falling apart. They're not, where's your evidence? And we're going to get into the Ken Paxton case next. You want to talk about frivolous prosecution? You want to talk about trying to impeach somebody and impugn his integrity without evidence? Look, I'm all for people who are scumbags getting what's coming to them. I agree with that. But you've got to be able to present a case. This is law school 1-0-freaking-one. Evidence. Don't waste my time. And if you do, you'll be disbarred and we'll fine you $100,000. That would send a message to every George Soros-funded hack DA who wants to bring up something that's total garbage. Now you know it's garbage because they're saying they're getting threats. I'm getting threats. FBI Atlanta said Atlanta News sent Atlanta News first this following statement. Okay, this is yesterday morning. FBI Atlanta is aware of threats of violence against Fulton County officials and is working with the Fulton County Sheriff's Office. It is our policy not to discuss details of ongoing investigations. However, we're going to use Peter Strzok sitting down with crybaby Nicole Wallace. Me, me, me. And he's going to say threats. Oh, my gosh. MAGA Republicans, is there no sanity with these people? They're monsters. They're like the mob. But we're not going to give you any of the evidence. We're not going to give you any of the details. That's classified. That's above my pay grade. You'll have to go ask the the special counsel's office. That's Corrine Jean-Pierre's favorite thing, right? I I am not going to get into that right now. The statement continues. However, each and every potential threat brought to our attention is taken seriously. Individuals found responsible for making threats in violation of state and or federal laws will be prosecuted. Well, we hope the FBI in Atlanta is a lot better at their job than the FBI in Washington, D.C. Because we still have nothing on the pipe bomber. Nothing on the person who leaked the Dobbs decision, right? Nobody in the summer of love really got, got their feet held to the fire. Did anybody who did the $2 billion worth of property damage or cause the, what, I think it was at least two dozen people who lost their lives, right? Did any of those people get prosecuted and put away in jail? No. 
I sure hope the Atlanta FBI is a lot faster and a lot better than these folks in D.C. We're not going to tell you what they said, but we're going to tell you it's really, really bad. It's super bad. It's disgraceful. Now, if Fannie Willis starts to cry, you know it's game over. Donald Trump walks free. Done. I predict it right now. You know, we started something earlier this week, and I think now's a good time to keep going with it. Brock, you ready? Let's go. And now, kids, the Wendy Bell Radio Program presents Storytime with Joe Biden. Sometimes you just need to take a break and put your feet up. Maybe make some cocoa. (laughs) I've always hated that word, cocoa. It's up there with cozy. Anyway, this is Joe Biden yesterday talking about Bidenomics. They're trotting him out because he's going to fail. And that's the point. And he decided to drop this whopper on everyone listening. Our democracy is under attack. We got to fight for it. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years, and I used to teach political theory. And folks, you always hear, every generation has to fight for democracy. This has been Storytime with Joe Biden, brought to you by a grant from the good folks at Burisma, reminding you that crack is whack. (laughs) I taught for four years. Political theory. (gasps) What? It gets worse. It's not just I taught. Dude, you didn't teach crap. They gave you money, right? They gave you money at the University of Pennsylvania because that's where your Penn Biden Center is, where you kept all of those classified documents that who knows who had access to. And then you bounced the the president of the University of Pennsylvania and made her an ambassador somewhere. You didn't teach crap, Joe. It's time to put up the put up the the card again and, and call it a day. There you go, guys. Story time with the leader of the free world. And that's not all he said. Buckle up. We've got it for you. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program is next. 